brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Talk Star Wars. The official podcast at talkstarwars.co.uk. Welcome back to Talk Star Wars, official podcast of talkstarwars.co.uk. I'm Mark. I'm Stephen. Welcome to the Yawncast. <laughs> and I'm Rob, the energy. <laughs> yes. The energy. We are all yeah. very, very tired. I provide the balance, the balance of the force. That's going to be my new thing. Mark and I are over 600 years old. Therefore, we get tired. <laughs> Easy. So, yeah. so low energy tonight. And, and I'm really I'm gutted as well because we're going to focus on Rogue One. For the yes. most part, and Rogue One is something that I'm deeply passionate about. Although I'm going to struggle to communicate that in any way, shape, or form this evening. <laughs> Trust me, I yeah, do. Yeah, brilliant. I'm so do. excited. Yeah, yeah it's so great. Yeah. Have a gun if you want. Right, how are we doing, chaps? How how have our weeks been? I know mine's been tiring. How's yours? Mine's been uh, a week of back breaking, back breaking. You've already had a bad back, so this is probably it, hasn't helped. No, he's been out breaking people's backs. That's what I took from yeah. that oh, it's curiously like structured sentence. I'm living in the world of sciatica, and it's a beautiful world. Oh, oh that's rough. It, my it sympathies, feels like, friend. It feels like Chewie's been squeezing my thigh all week. <laughs> I've got to try and work Everything's got to be Star Wars, isn't it? It's got to relate to Star Wars, but no one's got a yes. bad back in Star Wars. Even though they no. fall down that stupid hole in the Millennium Falcon all the time, <laughs> they don't get a bad back. Yoda's, yeah. Yoda's got a questionable back. I, uh, that's, yeah, I that's true, him. actually. That's yeah. how I'm no, moving around. Him off. If you piss him off, he drops his shit and just goes no, for it. T- sweary. Oh, sorry. Are we on the, oh, no. That's <laughs> your fault, because we were doing dark. that extra this is the light. This is the light side. Yeah, this is the light yeah, side. That's no, right. this, you were the chosen one. <laughs> I'll, I'll sorry. some beeps can in you, there, it'll be fine. Can you, go, can you put a backbreaking noise in there? <laughs> I don't have endless soundboards, Steve. And don't get me started on the handrails. How can no one's walking around? There's no wheelchairs installed, but there's no handrails anywhere. We so may well they, see one in episode eight. If Finn's, you know, recovering from his quite serious injury, they might introduce something of a similar, you know, similar it, note. They made me laugh on episode eight, seven because when the bit where the thing happened that we don't talk about right. the handrail was there and I thought bloody hell they remember the handrail and then as the, <laughs> as the abyss opens up the handrail tapers off into the ground like, yeah then it, it doesn't make a difference yeah here's a question that's always bugged me about episode 7 since I saw it where was Kylo Ren going 
That's a he, good point. That, that is yeah, point. I've never. I, 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 it bugged me. And I didn't notice it the first one or two times I saw it, and then the third time I saw it, I started going, "Hang on a minute!" He's just walking out into a big open space, and there's a bit below, below him, a bit above him, and then what's ahead? Like, like is it like lunchtime? Is well, that it? The walkway yeah. goes right way across, but you choose the safe option and walk round, wouldn't you? Yeah, but let's so. walk across the rickety bridge with no handrail or walk around the edge. <laughs> right, I've got some insider knowledge on this, so I'll, I'll, Ooh, give, okay. you, I'll give you the uh, the exact. Rob, you get so excited and you haven't realised that sounds I'm just pretty, full of crap. If it is lunchtime, everyone's yeah. going around because obviously they don't want to fall to their death. Of course. So Kylo takes the little bridge and he jumps the queue. What's on oh. the middle there is a little coffee shop called Java the Hut. So he just pops over there, <laughs> he gets his dark side latte, everyone else wanders around, and by the time they get there, they've got the ump, because Kylo's at the front of the queue, and he's ordering all the pastries yeah. and everything. So what are you going to do? But at the same style? time, exactly, you know, what are you going to do anyway, because he just turned around and choked the life out of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I um, was here first. I'm a Chino. Serious answer, I don't think he was going anywhere, I think it was just, he was baiting a, a ruse. For... A ruse, yeah. Oh, that uh, sneaky little sod. But it so was, tricky. I mean, it's a bit like maybe there are a few problems. JJ's admitted that he messed up. We spoke about it last week, didn't yeah. we, with the layer hug thing? Layer hug. Yeah. I can if, he, if I see an uh, article come out from JJ saying, all right, fine, you got me. While I'm on the subject of things I messed up, he was going to lunch, okay? Then I will just, I'll yeah. be so happy. He was jumping he in might the might job this. of the hut. <laughs> if JJ listens to this podcast, please don't. <laughs> Please don't listen to check the podcast. Our, no, don't just listen to one podcast. Check out our After Dark Side podcast where we <laughs> yeah. let loose. Where we use phrases yeah. like. Oh, I'm going to have to beep that as well. I'm going to get my beep. Mark, back. you're doing it now. <laughs> when we're tired, we vary. Whilst we're still on the uh, slight tangent of um, Han Solo, even though we've yes, we're not really, but um, oh, we were. He was. He was in that scene. He was in that scene indeed for a yeah. briefest moment. It was rather the uh, the Han Solo hopefuls list has been yes. narrowed down to reportedly three. Although Steve, you and I were talking off air about how that's probably not quite accurate. Um, that's yeah. one of those things that could be, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's, it's that hearsay, right? isn't it? Ultimately, yeah. yeah. We thought it's it hearsay. was conspicuous by his absence. The old Anthony and Gruber. Yeah, and I well still be. think that he yeah. might be in with a shout there. Personally. He's got to be. He's everyone's first choice. So they're probably thinking, well, we don't want to just succumb and make it look like we've given people what they want. So we'll hide yeah. him away and then flip him in at the end. But Give come in on. to your casting choices. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, the three and the three names to watch seem to be Elden... God, how do you pronounce no. this? Er, Erlen. I said Erlen. Elden Snow? What, Elden from Elden Greek? Oh, no. Elden Snow. No, not this. Not that one, no. anybody. Right, I'm going to go on record here. Anybody but Russell Brand. Anybody <laughs> in the world. I will take Dame Judi Dench over Russell Brand for Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> That's some imaginative casting. She hey, you never know. Yeah. She'd do all right. Dame Maggie Smith. Right, just any it. dame. I'm going to have a serious crack at this chap's name now to give him the respect that he deserves. Alden okay. Ehrenreich, I believe, is his yeah, name. I, I think you're. I think you're pretty much on the. But I think you're on the money there. He is my new favourite choice. If I can't have Anthony and Gruber, he'd be the one. I, I stumbled across a okay. photograph last week. Um, I don't have it to yep. hand, unfortunately. Or I'd post it in. 
post it into the uh, chat. But um, I've come across a photograph of him from Hal Caesar in a, a white cowboy hat. Just ah, yes, you shared it on Talk Star Wars, as I recall. Yeah, I did. It went out on an article this week. Um, that is a young Harrison Ford to me. Because the he does, he I said looks, it alongside was yeah. from American Graffiti. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm looking at him now. He hasn't got the scar on his chin. I think they all should. Part of the cast. Ah, well, hang on, hang on. Hit him with a hammer. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> just, Maybe. Didn't he fall into the kitchen? It hasn't got it yet. Yeah. How, how did he, he do it? Yet. He fell off the sink, didn't he? Into the sink. Um, no. Uh, what? what actually happened was when Harrison Ford oh, was with Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was n***ing about with a uh, bullwhip, and that's that, that's what happened. I've seen, I've seen it; it's on film, hey. so it must be true. Okay, Mikey, really? <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the two photos side by side. So I'm on TalkStarWars.co.uk, which you should all be. Yeah, Steve, and, if you uh, head over there, you'll see it. Yeah, okay. Um, and everybody should be on this website because it's wonderful. Um, and there's a a side-by-side of American Graffiti and Hail Caesar. And I can see what you mean, Mark, actually. I think he probably does he does fit the part quite well. Now, having said that, I will qualify this by saying I haven't seen pictures of the other guys. So I'm going to look at look at the other choices now and see if my mind changes. Yeah, well, I, personally, I think the second option, Jack Rayner, to me, seems a little too old to slot into ah. the, the timeline. Now, having said that... I will I will counter that by saying that he looks like Chris Pratt. Now, Chris Pratt is the guy who is currently doing the rebooted Indiana Jones, right? Don't know. Is that is that? He's, he's supposed to be, isn't he? But he was he was my choice. We theorised um, about it, didn't we? He would be my yeah. choice as well if they were going to do without Ingram. Yeah, and yeah. I wonder if they're going to try and go for people who look kind of a bit more like each other rather than going for some more than going for the Harrison Ford look. They're going to kind of get try and get the Harrison Ford's mannerisms down instead. Yeah. In which case, they just want people who look kind of similar enough that it won't put off audiences when it comes to actually casting the films. And they go, "Oh, well, he looks nothing like." Oh, actually, he looks like bloke who's playing Indiana Jones, so that works. Well, that's why um, Ingrid was perfect because he's he's got the voice, the mannerisms, and the look. He's totally. I think he, I agree. I think he would be my pick too because he is absolutely spot on for the role. But if we're not going to get him. Actually, I'm thinking one of the first two out of the three, not to take anything away from the third guy, because I'm sure he's very good as well, but uh, one of the two first two on our list would be my choice. Yeah. So Where can... this? I'm on the website. Whereabouts is this exactly? It's called Han Solo Shorts Getting Shorter. It's a picture of Harrison Ford holding the blaster to his own head. Don't do it. Okay. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I see it. Oh, right. Okay. It doesn't know. See, I don't, I don't get that resemblance. Don't feel that one, no? He's just got a hat on. My yeah, cat. Is that I'm going to put a cat on my. It's a start. It's a start. <laughs> it's a start. They can fix the rest in CG. <laughs> yeah. The hat, I, the hat is what a, you care about. It has to be authentic. Just a 10 gallon hat on my dog. <laughs> it, it is uncanny. Well, the third option for the Han Solo uh, spin off movie is Taron Egerton from um, Kingsman. And I believe this week's release, Eddie the Eagle. Oh he's, yeah, yeah. He's very young. Yes. And as much as I like Kingsman, and I thought Taron Egerton did a good job in Kingsman, I, there's something about him that I found off-putting. But then okay. I, I think I felt the same about John Boyega in Attack the Block. I think it's just because they're that East End white boy. Yeah, I don't like that. 
and I know the uh, American audiences won't get the association that we would have with that type of person. Do you, do you see mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to get too yeah. specific, but so, so to give well, you the most recent the... update on Taron Egerton, so he's actually been asked about this question in an interview uh, for in the premiere of Eddie the Eagle. He actually got asked about the Harrison Ford, the Han Solo casting rumors, and he said, "I'm it's something I'm aware of. It's been on the internet." It's very flattering. I'd like to as much as anyone else. It's Han Solo, and that's as far as he goes. He won't talk about it any further. So he's basically just said, I re- I'd really love to do it if I could. Yeah. But beyond that, we don't know. There's a lot of NDAs looks- as well. Oh, sure, yeah. They can't talk about anything. No. Well, from talking he, to... Uh, he looks just like the other bloke. The first yeah. bloke. Okay. He looks just like old Net- Aaron Reich, is it? Yeah. It was Jack Rayner, then. He's, he's, not, he's not very... I can't even find him on the website, but... He's not. But he doesn't look look very good, does he? Uh, he, he I think looks, he looks all right. He looks like he looks a bit like these, Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's one of these actors that are being. Oh no, he looks best one out of three. Yeah, he, he to me is probably more reminiscent visually. I think he's too old, Steve. I don't know how, how old, old he is. Should, but uh, this, uh, what are they posing it at? What age? Some of the stuff. Well, they haven't been specific about it, but Han was supposed to be twenty-eight in A New Hope. Okay. Um, actually, Harrison Ford was more like thirty-five. Yeah. But the the character's supposed to be, I think, twenty-eight. Um, but they're going to show you Han and um, Chewie meeting in, okay. in in this new film. So it should, we should get the origin of their friendship, which suggests that they're going to go a little bit younger mm-hmm. than we may have initially thought, which would put. Uh, Taron Egerton, I think, in a perfect frame. Mind you, I'm looking at him on IMDb now. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Jack Rayner is only 24. He could. Do you know? I've seen. Here's a photo. I'm going to send you guys a, in the chat. There's a photo on uh, the RTE website. It's an I- Irish entertainment network website. Yeah, I'm looking at it, yeah. And you see a side by side. And yeah. actually, I could go. I could believe it. Yeah. I could do. I could go with that. That's your Jack Rayner. No, yes, Jack Rayner. Yeah, that's the guy in the, the of the list of ours. That's the second guy. So, the other I could I could see that is that he was in. Um, they need to break his nose hard. Yeah. Transformers. Taron Taron Egerton is two years older than Jack Rayner. Okay. No, I would not have said that. See, I would have said we spoke about this about nineteen podcasts ago. That why not? Now we're in two. We're in twenty sixteen. Get any actor, get Harrison Ford to chuck him down a load of lines, a load of voice that a computer can play with, scan him to hell, and then make out young Han Solo in a computer and make it look awesome. Why not? Yeah. This is 2016, for God's sake. Let's do yeah. it. I think we're still a way away from that at the moment. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I think so. Well, not after seeing Ant-Man, honestly, that was the most... Believable oh, that, that rendition of an older actor I've ever yeah, seen. We you're, spoke about you're talking about what Michael Douglas was on screen in that scene for may, at the utmost two minutes. Yeah, I don't but think you're, the, you're talking about a, a two-hour and fifteen-minute feature where the the lead character would have to be CG'd in every single shot. Yeah, but think how much they'd save. They they'd only have to pay Harrison Ford two million to use his face. 
and then they could say spend the other 18 million on making on the CG. Do you know what? I'm going to say here that looking at actually looking at the talk Star Wars header image for this story with um, Harrison Ford holding the, the DL44 at his own head, yeah. compared to the Jack Rayner shot that I just sent you, he's my pick. Yeah, so who, who are we going for now then? <clears throat> I'm Jack going for Jack. Rainer. I'm going to say Jack Rayner. That's what I, that's what I thought when I saw it. I thought that was uh, fair enough. You, right. I think you might have sold me. He's very might. Chris Prattish, isn't he? I will say I won't be unhappy with any of those three. I will. I want Anthony and Gruber. How would you guys <laughs> feel? How would you guys feel about him being cast as Indy at the same time? Um, I don't think it. Nec- it I don't think it happen. necessary. But again, I'd be fine with it. Be cool, I think they it? should. They should post yeah. boot Indy and make it like his his son, but not that annoying they, guy. Who they teased that in the fourth one, didn't they? They kind of, you know, yeah, there was a bit of Shia LaBeouf rolled over to him and he almost picked it up and put it on his head and Harrison Ford just grabbed it off him at the last minute as if to say, not quite, you know. So there was, they teased it. killed his career by having meltdowns, didn't he? So that it, could it, never... It didn't help away. himself. No. Although I do think, I, I do think there was a point at which he started to be in on the joke and just have fun with it. Yeah. Because there was some fantastic... He was as well, uh, Shia LaBeouf. He was, yeah. And that was a very strange film. I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, I gathered the trailer. I saw the trailer. That was enough to tell me it was going to be strange. Yeah. Mm. I would advise a family audience not to check out that trailer. Absolutely no. not. Although the trailer is far worse than the film. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't... The film was well made and very arty and not, like, cheap and mm-hmm. not not obviously a porn film. Um, mm. In fact, there was, I didn't get a vi- the vibe I got from the trailer watching the film at all but um, I obviously didn't watch the whole film I skipped it looking for porn um, <laughs> <laughs> should we get this back to Star Wars before we get into I think that's a good idea I do I do like that Steve's energy returns to him when he mentions porn oh, is, when we get out <laughs> of this podcast funny. let's bring that up again before we record we'll do, yeah. oh do you know I've got a perfect segue let's do it <laughs> okay, porncast well, one more piece of Han Solo talk, and then we can get on to right, our. Cool. Um, well, we've got a we've got a listener question, and then we've got right, a cool. um, we've got some meaty Rogue One things to talk about. Hang on a minute, how can we have a listener question. Our listeners in here with us. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> what? We we have one, and it's actually pretty it's pretty damn interesting as well. Right. Um, Ooh. This does set us up for our uh, Rogue One talk. This is about the possibility of Han Solo having a cameo in Rogue One which someone started talking about a while ago and it seems to have stuck and everyone thinks that we're just waiting for the um, casting to be announced and then they'll they'll shoot this little drop in for Rogue One which I think is absolute nonsense. Um, at the moment the rumour is that he will play a Boshek style um, role um, where he Help me will... out, sorry, what does that mean? Right, okay, I thought I was going to Thank explain God you it asked. to uh, Steve, yeah. Um, <laughs> Boshek is, think about the cantina in episode four, right? A new oh, movie. okay, is that a character in... Boshek is the sorry, character yeah. dressed in like a spaceman suit that Alec Guinness first talks to, and it's as though Alec Guinness is offering him the job, and he sort of right. says no. It's all uh... done dialogue-free, and then he introduces oh, okay. him to Chewie. That character mm. is... His name is Boshek. Right. There seems to be some sort of um, belief that 
Han Solo will fulfill a similar role in Rogue One that perhaps Felicity Jones character or somebody will approach them to hire the freighter and he will mm-hmm. palm them off on somebody else what in the past uh, yeah but it doesn't I'm work. not seeing it it doesn't work because no it would have to be Han it would have to be Harrison Ford yeah because it wouldn't work so, we're talking about uh, like we're talking about looking back years before Right, years, not years. Uh, this film is set just before episode four. Oh yes, right. sorry, I'm on yeah. board now. Yeah. So yes, I see. Any appearance by Han Solo in that film will be very close to the way he looks oh. and acts in episode four. No, see, there's there's one key, there's well, there's one big obstacle in that one for me mentally, and the obstacle is that when you get into episode four and you're introduced to Han Solo, I get the feeling he's just had his run in with the Imperials that's dropped his cargo. Yeah, because and it, you know because obviously suddenly Jabba's after him, Greedo's after him, Boba Fett's with Jabba. Though that seems to me to be too close to episode four, and also for him to take the job and to have the option of taking about, the job. He doesn't know anything about the Death Star. No. So, I don't know. It, it, none of it adds up to me. It seems, like wishful, it seems like wishful thinking to me. Yeah. And I, I think it's probably a rumour that hasn't been squashed because it serves a lot of... It runs a lot of interference for the producers, doesn't it? Like, let people think that this is where we're going with it and we'll do something completely different. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. So I do think that's why in the... uh... In the show notes, it says silly Han Solo cameo rumors because I don't think there's anything to it at all. <laughs> I think that's uh, wishful thinking. Yeah, you can't do it. Not if you're not if you're taking harm right back to his youth, so that we get enough space in, in time to do at least mm. a trilogy of Han Solo Star Wars stories. Um, yeah, 
So well, I mean, you get the impression they've been. Yeah, they, I mean, you get the impression they've been him and Chewie have been sort of riding around together for quite a while at the point where Episode Four kicks in. So I think they're going to need to establish if they if that's the story they're going to run with hmm. for the original Han Solo movie, then I think that's going to have to be a bit further back in oh. time than Episode Four. I wonder how much of um, the original Han Solo backstory will creep into this. I'd be interested to see that. It was supposed to be on Kashyyyk in Episode Three, wasn't he, as a little boy? Which would supposedly, but then the Wookiees from a very early age. But then that would have also raised at the time the only canon we had was the Legends canon, and the Legends canon was that he he was an Imperial officer who'd freed Chewie from the I think it was from Kessel. Yeah, and that was when he made. I think that was supposedly when he made the Kessel Kessel run run. in in fewer than twelve parsecs. Right. So I don't know if they're going to follow that. Are they going to have it as a thing of, you know, he's a kind of a bad guy turned good like Lando, where he sort of starts off a bit shifty and duplicitous and then has a change of heart. And then, you know, his Chewbacca is his rescue and his redemption and stuff. I mean, that'd be, I think that'd be quite entertaining as a film. Yeah, I like, I like the sound of that. I think it'd be really mm. good if we, if we meet him and he's a part of Jabba's sort of entourage and then whatever mm-hmm. it is that motivates him to drop that cargo um, yeah we'll uh, put him on the other side and uh, mm-hmm. put that price on his head so that'll be very interesting yeah, that's whatever the, they do with it, it's, it's going to be interesting yeah it's something to do with the running with the Imperials as I recall yeah well, I was just I reading um, that, that link you sent Rob yes about what Jack Rayner said about Harrison Ford and he said um they, they're not expecting an imitation or an emulation. This is after he's had the interview, I imagine. Yeah. It's got to be something new, which makes me think they're not going to try and make him feel like Harrison Ford's had No. So. Well, that but that's going to be all. It? it could, no, but, but it could also be the opposite. Yeah. I, th- I think they should, and they should get Anthony Ingrubber. Boom, done, said it again. <laughs> <again. laughs> I think they should give the opportunity to put their own spin on it slightly, because these, you know personality traits that they exhibit in the origin film could could be things that he's lost by the time episode four starts absolutely and maybe he's become a bit more of a cynic and a bit more of a jaded yeah guy you know with the his only, from his experience the only responsibility they've got really is to the final film they make of uh han solo's whatever han solo's pre-story is going to be the has final to entry has to, t- has to dovetail into that character that we meet in the canteen yeah yeah and exactly. also, he hasn't changed it between episode six and and seven in thirty years. So why would he change before he reaches twenty eight? He would be essentially the same person, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, um, maybe. But then depends it, on where we're very it. similar. He will be just yeah. informed by the life that he's leading, won't he? So if yeah. he's, you know, he mm. might still be cocky and and boastful. Cocky and, is that that is the character, isn't it? Cocky's yeah. the key word here. But and he they've could got. Have, the, it could be slightly more of a grey. Uh, he needs to be penis. Penisy. He needs to be penisy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's jump onto our um, listen, quick listener penis. question, and then we can get into Rogue right, One cool. talk. Um, we had a tweet from um, Michael Roberts. Michael is the chap that was giving us all the information about the uh, Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Okay. Hi, Michael. Um, so he. Hello, I put a call out earlier on to ask people to send in questions and comments. Mm-hmm. And this is Michael's question on Twitter. Um, what right. will be BBH journey in episode yep. eight? 
Will it be with Poe, Ray, or none of the above? So, obviously, Episode 7, BB-8 was a major feature, and, and he yes. was pretty much driving the plot along with his uh, having that map to Luke. Um, mm. Will he take a back seat, do you think, in you know figuratively and literally in Episode 8? Is he going to be demoted to Poe's uh, droid and his X-Wing? What do you reckon? I think Ray. I think well, no. See, R two is going to get really sort of droid envy, isn't he? If we if he, if he takes too much screen time, and R two was sorry, gone. R two wasn't in the first one enough. That's all I was going to say. It, yeah, he was no, sort of you're right. Sitting there. there with his on recharge, whatever he was doing. Yeah. Um, my thing. My thing about it is, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know the the story yet and how it's going to play out. But obviously. Has BB-8 gone with Ray? No. R2 went with Ray. Yes. So in which case, I think it's going to stay as is. Then I think BB-8 is going to stay with Poe wherever Poe may go. Yeah. Whether that be X-wing, Corellia, if we're saying Corellia held, you know, still holds water. Um, well, I mean, there's a boat scene. We've seen that, so there's definitely water involved. Uh, um. So I think realistically, it's going to be likely that they're going to stay where they are in terms of where they where they went in episode seven. So R two will stay with Ray and reunite with Luke, and BB eight will stick with Poe. And actually, if you think about it, if the kind of rumours are true that Poe and Finn are going to kind of hang around more in you know wherever they're going to end up, which like I say could be Corellia. At the very least, it's it's an important scene because there's a big high speed action chase and stuff uh, from what we're seeing then I think there's going to be an opportunity once again for BB-8 and Finn and Poe to have some comic relief opportunities, potentially. And more yeah. 3PO this one. We need 3PO back. I mean, it's That'd all... Be good. I mean, you've got so many characters now that no one really gets a lot of screen time except for your mate, your leads. Yeah. But yeah. 3PO is a lead. That's what That was my argument the whole way through. All the leads have died. I'm well, not died. I'm glad you brought on. up 3PO, Steve, because... Um... I, I suspect what we're going to see is we're going to see um, the, the screen time split up three ways in this new movie, and each okay. third will get a droid. So if you've got Luke and right. Ray and whatever they're doing, if they're going to stay on Arc 2 and she's going to be training with Luke, then yep. I, I suspect R2 will stay with them the same way he did mm. when they were on Dagobah, or whatever else they might do. You remember my theory about them potentially going to Endor? He'll go with yes. them. On the Falcon, mm-hmm. um, I think Poe and BB-8 will be joined at the hip. So wherever he yep. goes, BB-8 will be there. And clearly, we're mm-hmm. going to have some big um, starship battles because it's Star Wars at the end of the day, and there's going to be some First Order stuff. So I think BB-8 and Poe will be together the way Luke and R2 were in the original movies. Yep. And then I think you'll have three PO and Leia, and wherever they okay. are. And potentially that could be what we've seen this week from the Dubrovnik set photographs of um, we saw Finn on that giant space horse thing. Yes. Um, I suspect that he will be um, General Leia's escort. Yes. So I think he might be right there. I think, so I think we'll have 3PO with Leia, R2 with Luke. And Poe will get BB-8 for all the space stuff, and that. So, mm-hmm. in answer to yeah. Michael's question, that's why I suspect. I think 
we'll all agree he's probably going to be with with Poe, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Wherever he, wherever Poe ends up, that's going to be where BB-8 will be. I think. You've pretty much. I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Mark. But we've yeah, been here. Right. But I think that sounds very feasible, and that way you do split them up fairly because everyone yeah. loves the droids, don't they? Everyone the loves droids. They do, yeah. To play, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a. Wasn't it based on or do Android stream of Electric Sheep, the original? No, it was um, Silent Running. Which Silent Run. No. Oh, the, the little yes. utility droids. Huey, Louie, yeah. and yeah, But that way he got his. He got that. But isn't isn't do Android stream of Electric Sheep got some sort of link to Star Wars? Uh, I mean, but there's themes of you know yeah. robotics and humanoid forms and stuff. I mean, do Android stream of Electric Sheep obviously is more. In, in touch with Blade Runner because yes. obviously it's sort of uh, oh, that's sort of, what I'm thinking of yeah, Blade Runner oh, had okay. the Falcon on, a, on top of a building didn't it the, uh, it's, mm. the Millennium Falcon is in Blade Runner yeah uh, along hmm. with Harrison obviously oh, of course yeah <laughs> but yeah so hopefully Michael hopefully that's answered that question for you we'd love to hear what you've got to say about it but we all th- seem to think that Poe will get BB-8 and if you think about yep. it really the chem- look at the chemistry Luke yes. and Arta have wonderful chemistry. Leia seems sure. to have good chemistry with um, yep. 3PO. And mm-hmm. um, po, Poe's relationship with BB-8 in Force Awakens reminded me of my relationship with my dog Poppy. <laughs> how just okay. how pleased BB-8 was to see Poe and sort of rocketing off to him. I just think that sort yeah. of stuff, you can't, you can't waste that. There's real chemistry no. there between those characters on screen, so that's fantastic. Yeah. And fun fact, Mark's dog once took a map halfway across the galaxy to find The Last Jedi. She did, and then she pooped yeah. on it, because that is right. what she wanted to do. Which is why, it took so, it was why they took so long to find the last bit of the map. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we talk about is that the true? Rogue One? <laughs> yeah, it's all true. It's all true, Steve. It's all true. Well, Let's okay. talk about Rogue One. <laughs> uh, we're going to kick off all right, cool. with a... <clears throat> bit of a legacy question because this has made it through a couple of sets of show notes now but I, I wanted to talk about it because <clears throat> an outlet ran with this story about Rooney Mara and I forget yes. who they are um, which is probably good because I shouldn't be naming, naming and shaming but I think they got their story completely wrong they okay. they pretty much um, suggested that Rooney Mara was the production's first choice for the lead character in Rogue One. Okay. And uh, and that implies that Felicity Jones was... Was not their first choice. And what they settled for. Yeah. Um, but that's not actually true, because even if you read their piece themselves, the, the piece they wrote themselves, um, you can see straight away what Rooney Mara has said in her comments, which was that she never even actually read for the role. But she was invited to to take part okay. in the audition process and turn it down. Um, oh, right. So I suppose my, my reasons for bringing this up are really just to say that even though Rooney Mara is a spectacular Oscar, I think she's Oscar-nominated actress, isn't she? Rooney she is, Mara? yeah. She's been nominated for two. Yeah, and I don't think that, that I don't think it's very fair to sort of frame her potential involvement or interest in Star Wars in a way that diminishes the other Oscar-nominated actress, Felicity yeah. Jones, because it just doesn't do anybody any favours. Rooney Mara didn't think that Star Wars would fit into her career right now. 
he was mm-hmm. very respectful of the franchise and very very positive about Gareth Edwards, but yeah. she just didn't want to be a part of it at this stage in her career. <clears throat> so I wanted to, I just wanted to address that, and it's been bugging me for a little while. Um, but mm. I also wanted to ask both of you guys what your thoughts are of Rooney Mara and potentially her involvement later on. Bear in mind, she she has not been negative about Star Wars in any way. How sure. would you feel about her being in a future Star Wars movie? Yes, it would. Yeah, be fine by me. I mean, she's you know I'm looking at her kind of filmography as we're talking now, and uh, the films I've seen with her in, with the exception of Nightmare on Elm Street, which is not her fault, um, are pretty pretty good. You know, pretty good roles, and she's done them pretty well. So I've seen a gritty character because she's she's a very gritty actress. We can't say yeah. actress anymore, can you? Actor. Yeah, you can. Of course, you can. She's a gritty yeah. lady actor. Yes. If, if IMDb can say it, you can say it. Yeah, so I like actress and actor. It's like yeah, saying it's you can't say woman anymore, you have to say man. <laughs> it's like, no, you can't. <laughs> Lady man. She's a woman. Yeah, yeah. like I say, if, I, if IMDb can say it, then you can say it. And if people think that IMDb shouldn't be allowed to say it, that's not our problem. Yeah, we don't make the rules, we just follow them. Exactly, we're uh, just... It's true, you know, all of it. was an unexpected little tangent into uh, sexual equality I wasn't expecting. Um well, so you'd be on board for getting involved with Star Wars, Rob? Sure, absolutely. I mean, I see no reason why not. Um, I'd be interested to know where she'd fit in terms of what role she could play, but I don't see what. Then there's no reason why she couldn't do it by any means. I would, I say... would be happy with it. <laughs> I, I would be happy with anyone getting involved with Star Wars if they make a decent film that they don't kill yeah. Han in and don't phone it in. <laughs> well, That's the main thing as well. You know. We yeah, want that, we want actors actresses who are going to get as excited about Star Wars as their fans. I mean, one of yeah, the wonderful yeah. things one of the wonderful things about this show is we've talked to two actresses who got really who are really excited about the universe and the Star Wars story. So we just seen you know if you can this weekend, didn't we? A convention, how how enthusiastic absolutely. they were about everything they were doing there. Absolutely, they took really cool photos together. They had a panel about Force Awakens, and you know they obviously had a lot of fun interacting with the community. Um, so it's wonderful to see that, and so that's all we ask from our from our stars for Star Wars is that they take it, you know, not as with the proviso that it's all a film and it's all fun. Take the be ex- be as excited about Star Wars as the fans are. Don't you know, and don't kind of phone in a performance where it's just there to collect a paycheck. I don't, I'm not yeah. suggesting that anybody ever has. I'm just you know, I just wouldn't want to see that in a film where I thought, well, they don't want to be there. Come on, that's not fair. And the other thing is, like, give us a chance to breathe. Everyone wants to get on this show one at a time, please. I know, right? Oh, <laughs> seriously. Calm down, guys. Yes. Really. There's only so much of Talk Star Wars to go around. Exactly. Can we get Peter Cushing on the show? Uh, I did. Well, I mean, I that would try. be lovely, but it'd be with some difficulty. <laughs> well, no, we could get the CG, Peter Cushing. Nothing is Oh, well, why not? Don't blow the show notes. Don't blow oh, the show notes. Oh, that's later, isn't it? Yes, Sorry. It is. Um <laughs> One, one since thing. when since when we followed show notes mark since i've joined really you want to say that again since we since i've joined the show is these show notes have become more and more yeah. <laughs> i've been deviating further and further i do apologize no, for bringing no, a good. dose of great bringing no. a dose of craziness into it no, that's good. you're a deviant i know notes, oh you like you mate you don't even know <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure for once in hell one we've opened up wise. Little, one very wise, very wise. and we move on but i just wanted to sort of say um, I would love after seeing her in Girl with a Dragon Tattoo I would mm-hmm, love yeah. to see Rooney Mara Asajj Ventress 
Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. I would watch the hell out of that. And, uh, what, what, when, how? Asajj Ventress, Steve. She's a, she's a character from um, Clone the Wars. Clone Wars. And she oh, okay. was Count Dooku's almost like Sith apprentice. She had dual lightsabers. A staggering Which, character, really breathtaking. Yes. Well, imagine really... having her as your sort of Padawan and then not having any hands. What a crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where you're going, you deviant. <laughs> Anyway, if you like yeah, the idea of a Rooney, kettle, mate. Rooney Mara, a Sarge Ventress, um, then drop us a line because I'd like to see that gain some more. Some that would be awesome. There's plenty of room yeah. to do it in a Star Wars spin-off. Totally. Well, I mean, there's a you know, there's we, we are in a in a world where any anything is possible suddenly yeah. in the Star Wars in the Star Wars movie making universe. Yeah, you're no, giving I, your age away, Mark, by saying drop us a line. It's not like we've got an analog phone. I would, I would like you to um, put your comments on the back of a sealed, self-addressed envelope and send it to us at PO Box one one three eight. Let's see how that, let's see how that nice. pans out for you. All yeah. right, um, let's talk about um, security on mobile yes. phones. Um, security yeah. is not a dirty word, Mark. Crevice security. is a <laughs> but security isn't. You've got to be a Blackadder watcher to get that. Yes. Mm. I was going to launch no, into it. This, this would devolve into just a quote fest, so let's not do that. Um, okay. MakingStarWars.net had a story about the onset security for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, yeah, I'm just reading it now. Blimey. I want to know how on earth these photographs get out if people are subjected to these levels of security. Basically what, I mean, in a nutshell, they were sticking little... Uh, paper dots over the cameras on people's phones dots mm-hmm. that if you peel them back to expose the lens of your camera they change color so people will know yeah. and they'd have their phone that's quite incredible really well, why let them take the phones in in the first place just take their phone yeah, yeah. there is that I mean if they want to go on the set they'll give their phone if they don't then pee off well they did that didn't they when we spoke to I think when we spoke to Anna Maria didn't she say that they yeah, I think I, remember, yeah, I seem to recall that. I mean, could they not have two phones? Call me old-fashioned, like, could you not just have two? I think they <laughs> should have been given a candelabra phone. You know one of those ones you hold up to your mouth and then you hold the little bit up to your ear? Uh, mm. And then they get their mobile phones back at the end of the day. Or they have to send things to each other on sealed, self-addressed envelopes. It's going to be my theme for the evening. I mean, it is a bit... You're never going to stop it. Like like we spoke about drones last week. Mm. But you're never going to stop it. it. Because technology is everywhere. Yeah. And you can have tiny pen... You can buy, a, uh, like, a spy one that is the size of a button. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Because, I mean, it, if you look at the picture in the story, the quality is... It's perfectly fine, but it's not amazing. You know, it doesn't strike me as a picture that started off in 4K and been scaled down. That's the X-Wing, right? Yeah, Yeah. it seems to me like that's the kind of, you know, the kind of slightly dulled down photo you'd see out of something that's not quite HD. Do you think Trump is everyone wants a piece of it, don't they? Everyone wants to be famous, and we're kind of like that. We're not trying to be famous, but we're kind of talking about Star Wars, but we're doing it legitimately. Yeah, we speculate. Don't go into space and ruin it for everyone. 
Yeah, we speculate, but we're yeah, not actually that's... saying this is definitely happening. That's we're doing yeah. it based on what people are telling us. What we've fallen into more by accident than design, I think, is we've become. I like to think we're sort of an entry level podcast for casual fans because we don't okay. try and break stories. We give our little. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We give our little things. We're just answering Michael's question about BB-8. And BB-8. I think we came up yeah. with some great little theories. And last week, when Rob, when you cracked that uh, Dubrovnik, set thing on yeah. it, and then you came out with the Corellia and the memorial theory that's the sort of thing you're going to get from us we're not it's not clickbait we're not looking for massive audiences we're not trying to pretend that we've got an inside track on anything it's just no we're just speculating because it's fun stuff we love and we're having fun yeah. while we're doing it hopefully we're not being too dirty on this show while we're doing it but you've got the after dark <clears> side for that um, I'm sorry but these People, you're right, Steve. People that go on to these set visits and they crack these photos off and leak them to newspapers and what have you. They're basically no work, no better than journalists and, you know, like, peri- um, what they call Paparazzi. Paparazzi. Yeah. Parisians, I just, thought you were going to say. Like, yeah, right, no, no better than yeah. Parisians. Because some of the hates <laughs> talks to <laughs> No better than yeah. like bloody Parisians with their paninis and their... Ciao. Oh wait, no, that's not it. <laughs> no, that's, that's not it. It's the wrong country, isn't it? They're uh, strings, right. strings of on- onions around their necks. Um, yeah, I wonder how many of these photographs are actually leaked by the production. If it's this difficult to get, a this camera is the other on question. Set, yeah, is this it, is the other thing. Is it yeah. being done? Yeah, it makes you wonder, doesn't it? Because if we're, you know, we're theorising here based on what we're being given, and they're saying the security is really tight, how are we getting given stuff to speculate with? Yeah, it it makes you wonder if they're doing it because they want people to speculate with just enough information that people could, you know, obviously the uh, we've seen this week because I know we've been sharing it between us. There's a lot of people running with the with various elements of the theory that we postulated last week, little bits and pieces. They've all kind of gone with different bits of it and stuff. Um, So they're all kind of, you know, maybe they're doing that to to whip up excitement about films. It makes sense. I, I mean, it certainly worked for Force Awakens. And there's some misinformation to be had as well. If you look at sure. a production in 2000 and... I think it was 2008, they were doing um, X-Files, I Want to Believe, and they'd leaked yes. a bunch of photographs from the set of mm-hmm. somebody with a huge animatronic werewolf head. And it looked mm, like okay. a, a lighting reference model that they were bringing out onto the set. So rumours started... like All this scuttlebutt started online with fan sites like ours podcasts I guess maybe not in 2008 maybe podcasts weren't really that established they were just a 
just starting, I think, they yeah. Were. So there, there was a lot of... The internet was a Twitter, so to speak, with talk of the new X-Files movie being based on werewolves. And then mm, we got, yeah. I want to believe, which, even though I don't think it's a terrible It film, wasn't based on anything. Wasn't wasn't anywhere near as exciting <laughs> as werewolves. I would have oh, it was a biggest deal. After the first one, I know we're going, we're not talking about X-Files, but after the first one, that film was just abysmal and it was well acted and the Scottish actress whose name escapes me Billy um, was fantastic. It was a really good, well-made film, but boring as you like. I want to see Billy Connolly and Macbeth now. Yes. Did anyone get the joke? No. <laughs> You'd be calling it the Scottish but play. I'd like to see Scottish him in Macbeth. Oh, yeah. yes, the Scottish play. Yeah. Isn't that how... Mm. Oh, yeah, that is... You can't say Macbeth. That's word. I can say it's bad I, luck, yeah. I can say whatever I want. I know I'm going to walk under a ladder whilst I do it. You're just a rebel without a cause. I should be in Rogue One. <laughs> Maybe. Um, uh, just a quick just a quick thing before we move on, actually. I'm just reading an article. It's just been tweeted out uh, from the Empire Online Awards. And uh, Star Wars has just won five awards out of the evening. Really? Yes, yeah, so it's won Best Male Newcomer for John Boyega. Well, best female go. newcomer for yep. Yeah, best female newcomer for Daisy Ridley. I'm just looking at that now. Yeah, excellent. Uh, best best sci-fi fantasy. Uh, best director for J.J. Abrams and where is it? There must be a fifth. Where is it? Best visual effects. Okay, agreed. So that's uh, yeah, I'm all right with that. I mean, I will say actually, looking at best visual effects, I think Ant Man could have done could would have been, also been a worthy winner because mm. that was a good uh, special effects movie. There's a lot of good visuals. What did um, Serafinowicz get? Serafinowicz? He's won something. Uh, yeah, look. I mean, that sounds like a lot has, of those... Has he? Hang on, has he? Or is that Peter Serafinowicz being Peter Serafinowicz? Because he's quite famous for messing around with stuff like that. Yeah. It, that's he could well rabbit, be... Uh, that's a bit of a rabbit hole. Well, congratulations to The Force Awakens. It's nice to see it's winning yeah. something. There's also yes. a great picture of uh, Oscar Isaac rocking the pawn stash on Twitter. Nice. Right. Okay, <clears throat> let's talk about oh the, this. Um, okay, this thing on next thing on the show notes: Atats walking out of the ocean. Right. You, What's this based on? This is a description of some footage that came out. Just below, you can see a little brief about shareholder footage. There's. Also, talk of a shot in the Rogue One sizzle reel, or tra- what might go on to become a trailer, um, mm-hmm. suggesting that it, there's a, a couple of Atat walkers walking out of the ocean up onto a beach. Slightly different looking Atat walkers from the ones in Empire Strikes Back. But, so maybe more kind of you know bespoke for water. Yeah. How cool okay. does that, that shot sound, right? That that sounds like an amazing shot if they if they kind of approach it like you remember that I mean how awesome was it to see them in the first in their first appearance, you know, he looks through the binoculars and there's these mac- whacking great legs in shot and he has to pan back and yeah, zoom up and look up to see them. That would My be only awesome. problem is it sounds a bit too empire y and we are in the second film of a trilogy. Um, but if it's going to happen, I guess that water planet sounds like. Hang on, would this be for Rogue? Would this be for Rogue yeah, One? Or would this? this... Rogue oh, it's Rogue One. This is Rogue oh, One's apologies, planet. apologies. Oh, okay, sorry. I wasn't sure either, to be honest, Steve. Mate, so I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Because if it was the other one, it sounds like it would be happening at Hound's funeral. But um, yeah. 
But no, okay, Rogue One. Okay, so why why would, so they would be less developed asset attacks? But all my, or like Rob said, more bespoke ones. So they're probably um, the ones that were used on Hoth were probably for that client, you know. And then these ones, or for that, or for that terrain, maybe. Yeah, and somebody's um, described these that come out of the water as having uh, as being grey machines, but with a big beige door on the side. So I don't know mm. what what to make okay. of that really. I, obviously, it'll become clear in the in the future, but I yeah. just like you know, the sound cool. of that shot. It just sounds so awesome. You know, it'd be really cool, What's that right? Mean? Is it if you had? I mean, this would kind of be at odds with the tech that we see in Empire Strikes Back to a point, but I guess it would still be okay to do it. They're kind of imagine them like they're sort of submarines until they hit terrain, until they're able to go up on terrain, and then they they kind of the, the legs kind of telescope out. That'd be pretty oh, cool. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, be but I don't yeah. know. You know how doable that is assets are never as big as i always thought they were they always seem no, i mean huge, they're, they're they've got big legs big. yeah the actual yeah. cockpits are quite small but they've got big legs because obviously they're they're big enough for two people to sit and maybe two people to stand behind them, a bit like a plane cockpit yeah so they're not actually that big in terms of you know capacity about, they're just big probably about big 50, 50 warriors in the uh, maybe, uh, stormtroopers yeah. in the in the middle bit yeah, but they may be, you know, these might be smaller to be quicker or, you know, who knows. It could well be that that's the case, couldn't it? And That'd it be pretty cool, though. Depends on what the, uh, you know, I mean, they might not be attacks as we know them. There, there were yeah. six-legged ones in Attack of the Clones, weren't they? They're slightly different. True, yeah. And in the Clone Wars animated thing. Yeah, I mean, there's all, you know, the AT-AT stands for all-terrain armoured transport, so in yeah. theory, if they were to w- be able to make it watertight, they could walk along the seabed, because oh, they're all-terrain. But, you so know, cool. whether they'd have to be sort of kitted out with some sort of special clobber to make them watertight, I don't know, or whether they'd just have a separate device that would, just you know, a different thing, different Welling- machine. Wellington boots and a snorkel, that's all they need. <laughs> that would be an even better shot. Would just be them looking out over the water and going, I don't see anything. You just see a little snorkel bubbling over and and just wandering. And then suddenly it just, just they suddenly just pops up. (laughs) They've got Disney, you know, they're Disney now. They are Disney, yeah. It's all about the uh, synergy, corporate synergy. (laughs) Um, Did you read the footage description from the shareholders uh, meeting? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, I did, yeah. That sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Sure. Let Let me just read through it. So, Somebody that was present at the shareholders meeting who obviously was a little bit overwhelmed so they didn't get very good notes of it said, um, most of it is very quick. A shot of a yep. black stormtrooper, possibly called a death trooper, as previously reported. Mm-hmm. Another pick of the same style of helmet and armour, but all chrome, reminiscent of Captain Phasma in The Force Awakens. Okay. Uh, an image showed Atats, but slightly different look with the door panel on the side, body painted a lighter beige colour, as we were just discussing. Yeah. Um, and a couple of cast photos were shown. One of Felicity Jones and Diego Luna, and another yep. of Donnie Yen, who I, I think yes. I've heard rumoured Donnie Yen may or may not be a bounty hunter. Um, the clip okay. featured Felicity Jones's character on what looked like the inside of a ship or a shuttle, with her arm up holding onto the hatch slash ramp, which was open behind her. Uh, the person making these notes says, I wish I could remember more. Um, but the sizzle reel went fast. Uh, went Fast so fast, um, but the new stormtroopers look great. Now I've heard pretty good things about these stormtroopers. 
the black armor, mirrored lenses, um, green lights on the on the helmet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go, Steve. It <laughs> just sounds really. It just sounds really cool to me to have these variations. It sounds very cool, but it still doesn't feel like Star Wars. Like, I'm not being sold Star Wars. I don't imagine Felicity, Ken- Felicity Kendall. Oh, what do we have here? Yeah, Felicity Kendall. Well, it'll be a very different film. <laughs> um, Felicity Jones. I can't imagine her sitting in an interview on, you know, a chat show saying, oh, yeah, of course, we're doing Star Wars at the moment. They'd have to go, oh, we're doing one of the Star Wars, like, spin-offs. And, you know, and it would be very, it doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. Okay. And that's, that's my problem with it. I know we're going big tangent now. You know what? But, yeah. I don't, but it just doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. You know, Darth Vader. I mean, we need, we need, we need footage. Yeah, they need all... to start working on that perception. Mm. Yeah, no, you're, so, you're right. I mean, you're, I've been banging that drum for ages now. I think they've left it way too late. Mm. And maybe I mean, it might. It's going to come with Civil War, isn't it? That's the what trailer. We're hearing, but that still yeah. seems too I mean, late to me. It's quite. It's quite. It's quite late. It's certainly compared to Force Awakens, because we started getting trailers. Well, I know, having, having said that, well, we didn't get trailers till what July. Yeah, we had a teaser. For, uh, we had a teaser. Teasers. Thirteen months out. March. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We had a teaser in November the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. and then a big over. one in in, in March, right. right? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe teasers, it is a bit. There was a leaked teaser. I don't know if it, either of you guys picked up on this. That um, it was a it was a UK newspaper. I'm trying to think what one it was. I don't want to claim the wrong. Slander them. I think it was the Mirror. Yeah. I think it, uh, actually, okay. I'm, I'm certain it was the Mirror. Um, All right. Suggested that there was leaked footage of Rogue One, a Star mm-hmm. Wars story, um, in the form of a trailer. And then they, yep. their article had the trailer embedded on the on the post. So obviously, okay. I did a little bit of a wee um, for excitement and then clicked <laughs> play. And what it was, was it was just a really badly bootlegged copy of the mm-hmm. Obi-Wan teaser from last year's celebration, which hasn't been made public yet. Um, right. The one with the, where there's a moon and a TIE fighter and then you get the Death yes. Star on the horizon, right? It was yes. just that, but the description they gave wasn't that. So I think they got very confused about what they had seen. Um, the description was that there, uh, there was a couple of atats walking across yep. the horizon. Now I managed to track that footage down and mm. watched it, and I think that it was cobbled together by a fan because okay. the atats looked like they'd been lifted out of a video game. Ah, uh, right. I see. So I don't know what video game it would have been. And I can't be bothered to do the research, but it looked like they'd taken some footage from a video game, spliced okay. in something from the end of the Obi-Wan celebration, Rogue One footage from last year, and, yep. then, f- and then leaked it out, and everyone is starting to sniff around it now as if it's this thing that we'd all missed. Yeah. You hmm. didn't see that? You didn't see any of that footage? No, I haven't, no. It's Hang on, let me just... It's worth trying to dig it out. See if I can... I should see if this is it here. It's about a minute long. Is that right? I don't know if Potentially. It was, I don't know if it was a minute long. The, the Obi-Wan trailer's a minute long, I think. So you might have that one. Oh my. Okay. This does tell me very little. If this is... Yeah, I mean, this one is officially... A, this one's been labelled an official fake trailer. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> nicely done, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it all looks very CG'd and like you say, like video games or yeah, rebels, rebels or something. Thing, yeah. yeah, this might this might even be kind of early um, reveal for. Oh no, actually, I was about to say it might be early reveal for what, Battlefront. Battlefront. But then I've just seen the yeah. Y-Wing come into shot, and I don't think they're in the game yet. Right. Oh, yes, they are. They're in the Walker Assault, aren't they? Yeah, and they're sitting on the they're sitting on the landing platforms in the woods. Yes. I've never played it because I uh, I, I can't get it on my Game Boy. Ah. <laughs> on your such ZX80. Yeah, such is life. Spectrum. <laughs> um, talking yeah. about rather woolly CG, um, mm. is anyone else concerned about this? Report that Peter Cushion has been completely recreated in CG for Rogue One. No, because now I've seen how well they can do it when they put their mind to it. No, I'm not. Okay, and I, mean, I think we're, we're assuming he'll be in it a lot. Well, what say again, Rob? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just meant I just said um, I we are assuming that if you know we're we're working on the assumption he'll be in it a lot, but that doesn't necessarily mean yeah, he has to be. But a lot. I don't, you know. know. I don't know. I Maybe a CG cameo, but yeah, I, I honestly am not worried because if, they, if you put, we've said this many times, if you put enough money into mm. CG, it can look like exponentially better each time yeah. you add an, another million to it. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and they're not. This is not a film that's going to be short on budget. Yeah, especially if we're assuming that he's going to be live in the, sh- you know, in whatever scene he's he's in, we're assuming he's going to be live in person in the room with those people. We've, yeah, this is a world of holograms, and yeah. yeah, this is a world of holograms, mm. communicators, all sorts of stuff. You know, he doesn't have to be in shot. He doesn't have to, in terms of he doesn't have to be focused on in the shot. He can be out of shot. He can be a hologram. He can be a communicate. Yeah. He can be a voice communicator and all sorts of stuff. Because yeah. I mean. You know, episode three had Peter Cushing CG'd in it, and it was CG over the top of a real actor, wasn't it? Yeah, I think there was partial prosthetics involved yes. as well. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know whether that's because they couldn't quite get it 10, 11 years this year. Yeah, exactly. And um, as long as they don't make it, as long as they don't do a bad job of it as they did with Snoke, it will be all right, I imagine. As long as it doesn't Snoke. look like he does in, he would in Rebels, because then it'll be over the top. If he, yeah. if he if if he ends up looking like he would have done had they just put him in Rebels, then that would be yeah. bad. Yeah, because that's not good. That's very cartoonish, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think there's a chance here that he could be a significant presence in the film. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm right in saying that Vader's only on screen for about 10 minutes in Empire Strikes Back, but he seems to be a lot more because... He's present even when he's not on screen, isn't he? You can you can feel him yes. as part of it. Um, so I think maybe there's a chance that Peter Cushing could be a similar thing. That this CGI Peter Cushing might only be on screen for eight minutes. Maybe, yeah. You this know? is it. And if he's just going to be uh, part of, uh, I mean, you don't get a single shot of him in close-up ruminating. Yeah, it's going to be him dealing with um, Vader or the Emperor or. Mm-hmm. peons he's going to yeah, be I mean, doing if, something in a scene yeah if we cast our minds back to episode one right as, mo- as painful as it may be for some of the cast and some of the listeners cast your minds back to episode one think about how much Darth Sidious, Darth Sidious specifically is in that film without being on screen oh. yeah 
you know he's in holograms and he's in you know that sort of thing it's only really i think it's episode two where we see him live yeah, for the first time i may be wrong on that having said no, that yeah no i don't think you see sidious live in episode one at all no you only see palpatine but obviously yeah. it's the same person but yeah. you see him in a completely different light so there's you know he's in that film a fair bit for the in terms of moving the story forwards without actually oh, being in the room you see sidious in phantom menace once at the start oh when they're on the, you're on right the balcony on coruscant you're right and yes like go and at last, wipe them out at last we reveal ourselves to the Jedi yeah at last we will have revenge that's it Get a yeah. star Peter Serafinowitz Peter Serafinowitz yes <laughs> in so, fact uh, yeah. thumbs kind of middling on the Peter Cushing thing I, I, I'm interested to see what they do with it um, yeah it's definitely a step towards the world you want Steve yeah, definitely. I, 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 Digital I honestly think it will be a better world if we can bring mm. these actors back. They're immortal then, because we're not. The trouble is with life; it gets in the way of uh, of a character. Because it does rather. You, you'd snuff it in real life. <laughs> it yeah, kind yeah. of ruins the whole. I think fantasy. I would blame life for that. I blame death, but well, yeah, yeah. I'm just splitting hairs. Um, let's get Harrison <laughs> Ford back. He did fall down, but he was caught by IGATA on the way down. Who turned good? <laughs> Hero um, idea, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. other thing that should be pointed out with this Peter Cushing thing is we'll need an actor to do the voice, and I believe uh, Stephen Stanton, who provides a voice in in animation, is yes. uh, at least heavily rumoured to be involved. So mm-hmm. it would make sense. That would be interesting because he is he's pretty good actually. Yeah. Plus, they've also obviously they've proven that they're not afraid to use the voice actors from cartoon appearances from uh hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. You know, being in the line for Obi-Wan before Ewan McGregor checked his voicemail. <laughs> yeah, before Ewan McGregor ate his lunch. Yeah, exactly. Right, Alan Tudyk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. There you go. <laughs> He's, uh, there's reports that Alan. he will in fact be playing a droid. Because you know we spoke a couple of weeks ago about potentially, uh, we knew that Alan Tudyk's role was going to be performance capture. Yes. And I'd, I, at the time it could have gone either way. Um, and I'd sort of put all my eggs in one basket and said... He's going to be a droid, and I'd imagine mm-hmm. he's going to be quite an idiosyncratic-looking droid because otherwise, why do it in performance capture and put someone in a suit? Um, but it yeah. does look like he's in fact going to be a rather spindly uh, imperial droid that's taken mm-hmm. and reprogrammed to work for the rogues. Um, okay. So, two things: one, if you look, if you click on that link that's in the show notes, it should take you to a yes. mock-up. 
Um, he's supposed to look something like that torture droid in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I was going to say that. That reminds me of what it. That's kind of what it evokes to me. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, cool I was image on screen. Yeah, I was sort of hoping that they'd go down the Steve the Pirate route from his role in Dodgeball, but yes. um, they if they're going to go down the droid route, this looks like a pretty good one. Because I would have liked to see Steve the, the Pirate turn up. The one that's burning the feet of the other one. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that in Empire yes. on Cloud City? No, it's no, uh, Return it's, of the Jedi and Jabba's Palace. Return of the Jedi and Steve, please collect your coat and never come back to this podcast. <laughs> when does the when does the when does C three PO get pulled apart? That was in Cloud City. That Isn't was that... in Cloud City. That was Ugnaughts. The little uh, oh yes, sort of, that's what I'm thinking the of the short yeah. the short end the the uh, vertically challenged engineers of Cloud City, probably so they don't bang their heads on any girders. The yeah. dwarves. Quite health and safety conscious, really, when you think about it. Cloud City is quite yeah. progressive. Apart from that's why they don't have handrails, yeah, because they they'd hit their heads on those instead. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that was quite interesting. On their lunch break at Java the Hut. The (laughs) EV ninety nine Mama. Yeah. The father and the mama. I think. Yeah, I think so. So this link makes me now wonder whether or not I might have something with my little uh, theory, my Star Wars insights as to the way Rogue Mm -hmm. One might end with. Okay. Um, Alan Tudyk's droid being the only survivor of the rogues with that with the Death Star plans taking them to to land. Yeah. Okay. Could be something too. Could be. Yeah, could be. Mm. I mean, we're 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 thinking. You know, at the moment we're kind of working on the assumption that it's going to be a willing participant of the rogues, but it could be a droid that's kind of kidnapped and reprogrammed. I think that's that's the impression that I'm getting that he's gonna be a, a reprogrammed thing, like hot wide. Yeah. I, I can imagine there being some banter with people in there that don't trust him. I was I was about to say as well, there's a there's an opportunity for you know, like I say, we you know, as much as we kind of a little bit skeptical of comic relief because of some of the prequel stuff, there is a lot of it in Star Wars. And Alan Tudyk's a very funny man. So, you know, his kind of, he could bring a lot to a comedic character. Yeah. If it's sort of a, you know, a droid that's, have you ever played um, Knights of the Old Republic, the video game? No. But there's, okay, so there's a character in that called HK-47, who's uh, an assassin droid that's very funny. Um, And even though he's actually just, you know, being a droid who is designed to assassinate people, he's very funny because he calls all human beings meat sacks. And so he's always sort of speaking very dismissively of humanity because he's just, you know, it's just about, for him, it's just about killing the right meat sack for the money. Yeah. So they could do, you know, if they had a kind of character like that who's just a bit sort of, oh, humans, you know, bit ru- they're a bit rubbish. That's a great, he could, uh, that's a that great could make time. for some really funny, yeah, it could make for some really funny moments if he's, you know, a bit like that kind of character. Because again, we've talked about it before on the show. They have been creeping in elements of the Legends canon into the prop into the back into the saga. Yeah. So they could introduce a character like HK forty seven into um into the Rogue One movie. And actually, let me find a picture of him for you while we're talking, because I think he's actually not a million miles off the look either. Oh, that'd be good. Maybe I'll stick that on as a cover art for this week as well. Yeah. He's saying he looks he look between that that well, there's a picture of a drawing of what looks like the medical droid here as well from the Empire. Two one B, yeah. Yeah, two one B, the Iron Giant and EV ninety nine, which mm-hmm. is the cruelty one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've just sent you a uh, thing. I'll send you a, a better one with just a picture of the actual droid on it, rather than uh, 
rather than all the different search results. Here we go. So that's the. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. oh, so, yeah. I mean, he's got he's got that look to you know he's got that look that he could almost be a little what it kind of in the realm of what they're looking at with this sort of concept stuff. Yeah, that is awesome. I like so he that could he could play he could play a character like that where he's sort of a you know he's designed to be a sort of super he's a droid with a superiority complex essentially. Yeah, you know he sort of thinks that he thinks that you can't trust humans to do a droid's work and things like that. And maybe he's by the end he's sort of changed his mind a bit because he's seen humans excel and things like that who knows you know like but uh, well, it's fun to think about that alan tudyk's playing this droid because yes. he's already done it hasn't he in i am in i robot he was son mm. and uh, of course yes and he really did a good turn there he brought plenty of pathos to that character and made it very yeah sympathetic and i'm quite i'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with this yeah but I think you know maybe they'll kind of go in the opposite direction, make him a completely unsympathetic character. That'd be really you know I'm all right with either to be honest. Mm. But uh, I'd be interested yeah. to see. We might he probably him. does hate humans as well because he we, we killed him off in uh, Serenity. Yeah, that's his own fault for being such a leaf on the wind. And also to be fair, Serenity we you know humanity has killed Serenity and Firefly as a whole in general. So anybody from that show has a right to a grievance, I guess. That is a crime against <laughs> things. Okay, mm. I haven't um, seen it, so I wouldn't. Oh, you, you're missing something there, mate. Spoil, I mean, I've been told I'd love yourself, it, but you would love it as well. Mal I think, I'm, I, think is, I might have to, might have to give it a go. It's basically it's like, like Star Wars in space. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, I do like I do like a lot of the individual actors like Nathan Fillion and Morena Baccarin and yeah. people like that. So I should probably give it a go. There's nothing not to like. It is just a great show. Um, well, let's the... talk about Shadow Troopers. Uh, just a okay. little, just a quick bit with this. Um, something that I really like to make in Star Wars um, which was there is an image on there. Um, it's clone troopers, but they're just using it to sort of indicate what yeah, the Shadow point. Troopers targeting system was going to look like in Rogue One which is okay. um, apparently like a green laser mounted on the side of the helmets okay cue Steve's childish laughter um, no I, I missed that one. Oh, sorry I said helmet um, oh, it's time to grow up Mark yeah no you're, you're not wrong sorry <laughs> ten, ten we made him ago, feel bad last week on After Dark Sides by making out that he was this horrible person and now he's determined to make amends yeah, yeah. come on well, guys, the layers bring... phallic yeah. dress come, Look, come on guys let's bring the show forwards come on come we on we made disclaimers <laughs> yeah. about that at the end of last week's show Enough anyway, smart, man. they've got these stormtroopers have got an unusual targeting system which to me just sounds like the predator and I think it sounds really cool yes it does that was the, what I was thinking of actually I was thinking what does that remind me of and you've nailed it predator yeah. yes just like they mentioned, they were talking about it on the um, Now This Is podcast, which is making Star Wars dot net's um, okay own podcast. It's really good, really good show. Uh, it's way swearier yeah. than us. Um, oh, they were saying that they could just imagine our our heroes, the rogues, in a dark environment, and then just being lit up by a little green yes. target after little green target, and that is that'd be cool. Well, cool. I cannot wait to mm-hmm. see something like that on screen. Yeah. Um, final piece then, and then we can shut this Rogue One focused episode down. Um, yep. Which is long overdue. Just buried in there, you can probably just see Star Wars Catalyst, a Rogue One yep. prequel comic coming from Marvel. Yes. Um, I've had my fingers burnt by Marvel Star Wars comics recently with that Obi Wan okay. and Anakin. So 
I'm not sure how to feel about this. Is it? Is this something that's of interest to you guys, Steve? You're probably not interested, are you? No, I don't really do comic books. I know that's a, tra- a travesty, but not really to me. No. Rob, um, I've had a kind of mixed experience with Star Wars comics uh, since the Marvel acquisition. Uh, I've heard very good things about the Vader series. Uh, which I picked up and haven't had a chance to read because I've been moving house. Uh, I read the first Obi-Wan and Anakin comic issue, and I thought it was okay. Um, I was excited to see how it would go on, but apparently it doesn't really go on very far in terms of it doesn't really go anywhere. Um, but then they did one, I think it was called Shattered Empire, which is just set after Endor. Not in, yeah, just after Endor. And that was that was all right. It was interesting. So I'm kind of you know cautiously optimistic, really, when it comes to Star Wars comics. Um, a friend of mine's on Marvel Unlimited, which is their subscription service. It means yes. being six months behind, but you get to sort of unlimited, or you can eat comics for six night, you know, whatever it is a month. I think it's six ninety nine, or nine ninety nine, maybe something. It's, it's sub ten pounds. I know that much. And uh, he's t- he's always telling me there's some really good series. I've just like I say the only one I know is everybody's raving about is the Vader series, the Kieran Gillen one. So yeah. um, if it's set in that sort of era potentially maybe they're struggling with the stuff before and after the saga you know kind of earlier stuff like clone wars and post jedi stuff maybe the stuff in the middle is all right yeah it would give them an interesting opportunity to sort of um load their stage with characters from other areas yeah. like you could have ahsoka and you could have the the, the star wars rebels characters mm-hmm. cross over and be involved with the rogues if they're gonna do that but Presumably, if this is a prequel to Rogue One, it's not going to focus on all the characters. I'm getting the impression from Rogue One that they bring a team together to do something in the film. Yes. So, yes. You, if you are going to get a prequel, it might only be, going to be one or two characters and maybe not the rest of the team. Or it might be just a bit disjointed where it's loads of short bits about loads of different people bringing them all to that point. Yeah. So it could be it could end up being quite choppy and a bit hard to follow. Yeah. Might put me off. Yeah, perhaps I'll. Yeah, I, I don't know. Perhaps I kind of lean towards the books and novellas rather than the mm-hmm. the, the comics. Yeah, yeah. So well, hopefully, you know. audio books. I'm 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 still trying to get through Air to the Jedi, and even after my initial Air to the No, this there's there's a book called Air to the Jedi. Oh, um, is it called yeah. Timothy Dunn? No, it's no. Not. It's um, ah. it's not Timothy Golden, I think. Okay. Oh, I can tell you, it's um. It's on the PS. Somebody's on the PS4. No, it's right. I was just turning it on. Oh, okay. Gem I think wants it's um, Christy Golden. Air to the Kevin Hearn. Sorry, Kevin Hearn. Yeah, and Kevin um, Hearn. Kevin I'm, Hearn. I apologise to Kevin Hearn. I've still got three hours to go, and I've got to say, I'm kind of losing my interest in it i know what i do know i know what you mean because i there were bits of that book that i thought were absolutely bloody fantastic yeah. and then by the end i was like that was cool it's after new hope yeah and uh and before uh, well it's immediately after new hope and there is yes. some, there is some cool stuff. Like I think I mentioned on a previous episode, we find out where he gets the green crystal for the lightsaber he builds in Jedi. 
Yes. Um, and, there, and there's some other cool stuff in there, although I'm struggling to make a list of more than one thing. Um, there's the um, there's the scene. This is you know it's a, it's a plot spoiler. It's not a spoiler spoiler in terms of revealing any endings or anything. There's a really good bit with a with like sort of aliens that attach to your head. Yes. You read that bit? Yes. That bit's really good, and it was so good. I wish they'd made a separate story out of it. Yeah, I must admit, I, did, I wanted that to be its own story. I did kind of pay a lot more attention to that, and the, it was telling that yeah. the characters that I was invested in aren't the the core characters. They're just like a little yeah. band of people sent to that planet, aren't they, to try and capture these things, yes. and bring them back? It's a bit like Alien, yeah. really. Yeah, it's a, that's one of the reasons I liked it. To be honest, is because I'm I like that uh, that story set up. Yeah, but that mm. didn't last long. And now, all of no, a sudden... I would have like I say, I would have been very happy with that as its own dedicated story, and it's you know, all about Luke on the planet trying to sort of escape and trying to figure yeah. out what's going on and stuff. There's a really good. Um, it's non-canon now. It's Legends, but they did some zombie stories. Mm. Uh, one was called Death Troopers. And one was called Red, I think Red Harvest. Right. I have to ch- check oh, it. Okay. And they, they are absolutely bloody fantastic. Um, so if you're after, I, I know you prefer to go for new canon books, Mark, but if you do find yourself at a loose end for for audiobooks to find, because obviously they are coming out quite a bit slower. Oh, very slowly on Audible. Yeah. Then Audible will come, yeah. Um, I can heartily recommend those two. I say, I'm going to have to double check it. So I'm sure it's called Red Harvest. Red, one's Red Harvest. And then um, one's called Death Troopers. Yes. So they're both written by a guy called Joe Schreiber. Schreiber sorry. And uh, they're both about viruses that kind of turn characters into zombies. And they've got fantastic sound effects, fantastic... Um, what's it called? Um, voice na- narration. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fantastic score. Fantastic voice narration by, I believe it's Jonathan Davis. Oh, yeah. Who's the yeah. other guy. The guy, the like I said, guy. who tends to do sort of the, the, the darker stories. Um, Death Troopers occurs first in terms of when it was released, and then Red Harvest follows that. Um, hmm. Set set about a year before A New Hope, and it's all about a a virus that um, spreads on a prison ship and uh, turns them all into sort of the Walking Dead. Hmm. And then um, Red, Har- Red Harvest for me. Ah, well then Red Harvest is a. This might sway you. Uh, Red Harvest is a sequel. It works on the assumption that uh, the Sith have found the origin of the virus. So this actually... Oh, no, sorry, it's not a sequel. It's set in the Old Republic, my bad. Um, it's a, it's released afterwards, but it's it, it's an origin story about the virus, and it's, it deals with the Sith who find it and try and weaponize it. Oh, right. Oh, and uh, actually, yeah, and actually it goes horribly, horribly wrong and turns loads of Sith into zombies instead. So that sounds a little bit more... Up yeah, street. I've actually yeah. gone off um, new canon with my next choice this month. I picked up uh, Kenobi by John Jackson. Oh, good choice! Which That's is brilliant. Um, narrated by Jonathan Davis, which you just mentioned, and this is the unabridged yep. version, which is thirteen hours. I yep. did. Yep. I, I took your advice, Rob, and I, I decided stuck to, to unabridged. Yeah, because the abridged that um, abridged heir to the. Um, Empire. Empire was three hours long, or two, two and a half yeah. hours long, and that's just not going to cut it for me. Yeah, there was a bloke who was called Thrawn. He's quite bad, it turns out. Anyway, yeah. like I say, but look forward to book two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. We've just unlocked a cheap. Right. Oh, I it's my phone. I think. think 
we've covered everything we had on the show notes. Have you got? Do you guys got any other thoughts about Rogue One before we wrap up for the evening? I just want to hit. I just want to see something about it. Yeah. You know, I just want to know what's what it's a kind of what it's all about. I want to see a trailer now. I think we're getting. You know, even a teaser would be nice. Yeah, I yeah. just want a teaser. I don't. I, it, it doesn't have to be much. I just want something I think, to start the conversation so that people will ask, "Or oh, is yeah. this episode eight? And they can be told, "No, it's not." No. Prepare yourself because this is something new. And you're still. Gonna I love think. It. It, I don't think we'll get teasers for this one. I think we'll go straight from naught to full blown trailer. Yeah. That's my feeling. Is I think it's too late in the game to start doing teasers when yeah, we're only nine months right. from. Yeah, yeah, I think it's nine months from release. I think we're looking at we're looking at you know Civil War will ship with a proper. Mm-hmm. If it's not a proper trailer, it will be a, a decent sized teaser. It won't just be a you know thirty seconds of odd shots and mostly dialogue and next to no actual visuals. It will have meat to it. I would hope. Yeah, it's going to need it. It's yeah, I think so. To do its job, it's going to need it. Yeah, yeah, they need. And, and, they're not in post. Are they in post production now? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So they. Yeah. I mean, it's. They're they're just assuming that everyone will watch it because it's Star Wars, which may be true, but they still but, need to cover their asses and yeah. and get you know and get the word out there of no, what it is. Do. Yeah, I believe it was Qui Gon Jinn who said, "When you gamble, eventually you'll lose." That is what he said. Yeah, and then he said, "I yeah, have a very specific set of lightsabers." <laughs> right, let's wrap. If you let it go now, that'll be the end of it. Guys, where can people find you uh, this week online between shows? I'm still running my YouTube channel. That's um, I'm just starting to get back into it now because it's a kind of seasonal. But that's Calistine, C-A-L-A-S-T-E-I-N on YouTube. Thank you very much. Bro? I will mostly be talking uh, all sorts of gubbins on my t- personal Twitter feed, which is at Rob Wade Vision. Uh, I'm also I run a blog called Emotionally14, which has a Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, website, two podcasts, and, you know, there's a lots of fun stuff going on on there. So if you find me on uh, Twitter, then I, could, I you can fi- find the website from there, and you can find all the different stuff, you know, that you want to explore out of those things I listed. If they sound cool to you, which I hope they do, because I do work very hard, you know. Uh, you can find Not everything to... we do as a collective at TalkStarWars.co.uk. Uh, you can find each of us if you search at TalkStarWars on Twitter, or you can just go straight to the at TalkStarWars Twitter account, and you'll find everything I do there. And I've also just launched a new Facebook page this week, which is uh, dedicated to iTunes HD movie releases and deals and yes. discounts and bargains and all sorts of things. I just I'm glad to see that. It's very I, helpful. I have needed a resource to find um, iTunes mm-hmm. movies that are on offer without having to go through the store. Um, I couldn't yeah. find it, so now I've built one myself. So you'll find that at facebook.com forward slash iTunes movie deals, I believe. Um, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter or send us an email if you want to ask us a question or make a comment or leave some feedback that's talkstarwarsinfo at gmail.com talkstarwarsinfo at gmail.com we'll see you next week bye bye Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky? in line at the deli I guess aha in my dentist's office 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.